0: Mm. Fem. So welcome back, Fem Fan listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we have another fantastic guest for you today. Um, another person that we found through social media. Um, She actually reached out to us about her film and as soon as we saw the trailer we were like oh yes we're in. Like her story already sounded cool but the movie is awesome and we actually got a chance to preview the movie and it was like I'm blown away. I really am. So welcome Stephanie Davis. She is a director and are you the owner of Bouncy Boxer Media?
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. (gasps) Yeah. Ooh, love that. Yes,
0: girl. <laughs> <laughs> the fellow female filmmaker creative. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about, um, even before this particular movie, like what your journey mm-hmm. kind of been like a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, just like you guys, I started out as um, acting. And once I moved to Florida about seven years ago, I thought, yeah, I'll just give this a try. I really enjoyed drama in high school and college and um, just kind of fell back in love with the arts in general. And then two years after doing all these roles where it was, you know, just girl with one line or a lot of the breakdowns were must be comfortable topless, must be comfortable nude. I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So me and my two girlfriends, we decided, let's start making our own content and Bouncy. I was a company I already had as I was thinking I was going to do eBooks. And so it's like, okay, well, I already have this media company and movies are media, so it'll be fine. And uh, we started out (laughs) with... our dark comedy, Migraine hell, and became the comedy
1: people around here. Mm Right. Oh, that is awesome. So that's like your niche. That's something you guys are, you love to produce in the comedic. Yeah. Yeah, And And it
2: started (laughs) out very much with mostly comedy. And then I actually really enjoy more the dramas and um, we kind of turn more into just being female led stories or um just female centric stories, especially interpersonal journeys like the christmas ride has mm-hmm.
1: and do you um do you each have separate roles in the company between you and and your friends yeah. or yeah, yeah, so that a I, I mostly I run it
2: um, since I own it and I produce it. And then my two friends, Lexi Bellstury and Chelsea Wolf, they're actors. And so they um, they help me produce. They act in the majority of um, what you're seeing with us. And then um, we all get together and just talk about, you know, what are we wanting to do next? What are we wanting to do next? So it's a very nice collaborative uh, group.
0: Awesome. I love that. And I love mm-hmm. your like logo and little animated thing at the end because I grew up with dogs, so like they have a special. They're the
2: best. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and they're always bouncy. Yes,
2: mine's ten, and she still bounces.
0: <laughs> well, let's get into the Christmas ride. Yeah. So- when you reached out to us, you let us know that this was something you filmed all yourself, pretty much. And yes, everything was improvised based off your outline, which I think is incredible. Like, you would never know that watching it, you guys. Like, it's, I mean, there's no, like, you know, awkwardness. Or people are, like, trying to think of what to say. Like, it all just, it's, it's like you stepped into, like... A reality, you know, show or something. It's really awesome. So, yeah, tell us about like what gave you that idea and how you got started with it and everything.
2: Yeah, so this is actually my second feature. My first one, uh, Hot Mess and Wedding Dress. Um, I released it in May of last year (laughs) and then I was working for about seven months on the road I got home and I was like, I need to film something and christmas was just around the corner Um, I had a little bit of money and I was like, okay Well, I reached out to darian ritae who was my lead and I said I want to kind of make this christmas improv Movie and she said, oh hell. Yeah, let's do it and we just kind of built all these characters well built her character and then I made an outline of each situation and reached out to a lot of improv actors and saying, Hey, this is something I'm wanting to do. They got paid their day rate. Everybody got paid. Um, I said, this is something that I kind of wanted to, to play around with. If it works great. If it doesn't, that's fine. But I also wanted to challenge myself to see if I could one woman crew something. So not only was I like, okay, let's do an improv movie. But then I said, okay, I'm going to do it all myself.
1: (laughs) That's
0: it worked tough. out pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really well. I mean, like, the production quality and everything is great. Like, I, I am so blown away that you did that all by yourself. Like, when you said all by yourself, I was like, okay, but does that mean she has, like, at least, you know, somebody doing sound or whatever? Like, for you to really be a one-woman crew, like, that's incredible.
2: Mm-hmm. I had one day where um, I brought my friend Skylar June. She's a photographer. We did promo photography before we did our night shoot, and mm-hmm. she stuck around to um just kind of help out she's wanting to get into cinematography so she was my b cam for for that night but other than that it was just me
0: yeah <laughs> that's that well i want to. Like the, the wanna, most awkward
1: <laughs> thing <laughs> <laughs> i want to um actually like break that down because i'm sure our listeners um one that's super inspiring like that's it's that it's even possible like i I'm still want to wrap my head around (laughs) one woman. So like, I want to like break that down. Like, so that way, you know, our listeners could hear some tips and tricks that you might've had or like set up that you did to make your life easier. Like things like that. It's like, you have to, I think, plan so much. And like, that's what I think really led to your success. Or I, that's what I would, my brain goes to is like, she did a lot of planning and like, thought about how the light and like you know you, you thought about it before, so that way you can trouble it later if something happened um,
2: yeah so the the main thing was that um, I was in a seat that was not occupied, so the audience is always in the car in a seat in the car and I had a mixer with two lavs, and then I also had a boom boom is in between my legs and I'm just like putting it wherever I can, but I'm mostly using the lav mics. Um, and then I'm having the camera and using an angle that works for me as being the passenger. Um, and the majority of it was you have to plan these things before you do it. It's right. fixing it in pre-production. Um, you can't just go in willy nilly and think that, Oh, I'm just going to do something. Let's just see what happens. No, I planned a lot. <laughs> um, For each of the actors, I use a color palette. So they all knew their color palette to go according to um, what their character was like using color psychology. Um, Like those that were very happy were in yellow. Those who were very loving and having a beautiful time were in red. Some of the more, um, the darker kind of stories you're seeing some black and some brown and some blues um it's like brown is someone who's very like self-absorbed but could also be someone who's very grounded blue is someone that is a little bit more sensitive um, and then grays and blacks and black was the ones that i used especially for the last character she was in all black um, and you'll see why when you watch it <laughs> but uh, yeah. on top of that i also gave them each a song to give them an idea of the tone for the tone and the pacing for each of their scenes, because um, if they're having ha- if they're supposed to be happy and they're listening to this happy song right before they do that, they're getting an idea of like how bouncy <laughs> they, they actually need to be. <laughs> or um, if they're a little bit more somber, a little more sad, then you're hearing these like soft pianos, and they know okay, I can take my time with it. We can really have fun with it. And then Darian just went off of everybody's energies and kind of went with it and it really worked out well and the main reason why is because i wow. had such an amazing actors who really took this very seriously and were so passionate about taking some risks
0: yeah i love that that you like thought about all of that stuff you know because um i talked to a lot of actors that you know have had success and when they prep for a role they think about those sorts of things like you know they listen mm-hmm. to music and just anything like abstract like that really helps them. And I've always thought like, hmm, I don't know, like if that, like music, yes, I can see for sure. Mm-hmm. But things like that. Like, I'm like, does that really help me get into the role? But like, even beyond that, to show that to the audience in a like subliminal way, like to have them wear certain colors like that, it yeah. really does make an impression, whether you're really conscious of it or not.
2: And that's part of my signature too. Like with my first film, um, Evie. Her character, her color was orange. And so she was always having some kind of orange. Her hair was like a fiery red. So with Darian, with this one, her color was green. And her dad's character is red. So they're kind of the polar opposites. But it works for Christmas. And that's why we had the green in her hair. You know, she's wearing the Santa hat. She's all decked out in green. She's got red shoes. Like, she is the embodiment of Christmas. And it it just kind of works together. Even though they're complementary colors, they still Mm -hmm. mesh very well together.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. And I love the dad too, by the way. He was one of my oh, favorites. He's so good. Austin,
2: he's he's fantastic.
0: <laughs> yeah. How did you find all these actors? Were they just, I mean, did you put up like uh submission notices on actors access sort of thing? Or were they people you knew or
2: the majority were people that I knew. Um, for some of the smaller roles, they uh, like the the dad character, the somber dad character. He was somebody I never worked with before, but he is a very well-known um, improv actor in our area. And I put up a uh, an actors access um, ad out to find our Chris, our uh, our Santa-looking guy, because we didn't have anybody around here. And yeah. everywhere else was Facebook. You know, people who knew improv actors, they would tag them in there, and they you know kind of helped me find these people. And I looked at what they had had before, or if they were new actors, it's like, okay, we'll just play around and let's see how this works. And everybody just really brought it.
1: Did you host like auditions then after you found like some people? no, because there were no
2: sides. So the only thing that I could really audition them with were, you know, stuff that they've done before or just having like a video chat with them, just talking to them about um, situations. Yeah. yeah, And and that's the biggest part is that if everybody's energies like go together then it's going to work out great.
1: Definitely. That's really cool to hear. Cause especially right now in our COVID times, like people yeah. have to look at casting in a different way. And, um, for our listeners out there, I mean, so she was talking, she was using actors access for, mm-hmm. um, hosting, but there's also LA casting. If you're in that area, I know that it's not only LA casting. There's, um, another one for the other coast. And I think there's also backstage. So yes, they're great tools, but that's, I, I love that, you know, some like Stephanie was able to do this over um, video chat and you can still, I think even during during this kind of time have a really solid, it's different, but you yeah. can feel like you, the right person I think will still come through, you know, even if it's a virtual meeting, um, yeah. Is there Especially if it's
2: an actor that you've worked with before, and they say, "Hey, I know this guy. He's been really wanting to get some footage. He's really good." And if you know you trust that actor, and you know that they know their stuff, then why not? Let's give it a try. You know, just do a little call, make sure that you know somebody's not a jerk because you don't want assholes on your on That's your set. Huge. But you know, just kind of make sure that um, you jive with them as well. Talk about your process, talk about their process, see you know what we're both doing, and and how we can make it work.
0: Totally. I think that's something really important just to pause on for all the actors listening right now is just, yeah, how important it is to, like, to not be a jerk, <laughs> first of all. Yeah. But just, you know, like, it, it, when you're auditioning, a lot of the time, it's about, like, booking the room. It's about, you know, mm-hmm.
1: getting along
0: with those people. Because people... If you have any talent acting, they can kind of, you know, work with that and mold you. But if you are just not a person that they want to work with because you're hard to work with or annoying or boring or whatever, like that's not something they can change and, you know, mold. So yeah. just something that's really important to note. And, you know, you can get that through a Zoom meeting or whatever nowadays. Mm-hmm. Too. So, yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's,
1: I, I love that. We touched on that and like your process. I, I love how specific it is mm-hmm. and still collaborative and still like, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. like really open to feeling the energy. I think that's, that's really awesome. But I love how specific, cause again, I feel like that's what has made it super successful and looks so good. Yeah. Um, that's
2: the thing is actors want to know like what your vision is too. And once they know what you're wanting, then they can take that and kind of mold it and make it their own. And the both of us get everything that we want out of it. And, and it turns out well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's something Tessa and I lately, like we've been on some interviews and we've spoken to that, that as actors, we want direction. We want to know your vision. Mm -hmm. So someone sitting in a director role, like, don't be afraid to share that and be specific. Like we want that with that. That's what makes it juicy for us and able to like work through it yeah spill (laughs) that tea tell us we're here for it no that's amazing and what's even more amazing and also why we're so excited to have you on the show to speak about your film is like now you're at a place where you're ready to premiere it and it's just so cool so break, break it break this down for us when did you um when was this vision born to when did you film it and like has it been a year? Like, that's kind of like, what's the, what mm-hmm. was the timeline? Um, and then we're going to go into like, where, how are you previewing it? Because that's so exciting. Yeah. Again, congrats. <laughs> but it's like, awesome to hear the whole process because this stuff can take a long time. So we're here. Yeah, it's a very
2: unconventional process. So I came up with the yeah. idea, I think three weeks before we filmed, <laughs> I made <laughs> yes, the, I made the outline <laughs> in one day. Um, oh. Darren and, yeah, Darren and I went to, um, a tea together and I just kind of talked about the idea and yes, she built her character. Once we had her character down, then I was like, okay, then who's going to interact with her each day or well, it's through the one day, but who's going to mm-hmm. interact with her for each of her rides and how is that going to affect her? Um, and we shone it for five days in December and then one pickup day in February Um, and the fact that it was improv made things go so much quicker Mm -hmm. because I, some of those little moments, they were in the car for 30 minutes. Like we were so quick with it just because everybody was having a good time and it really showed, it was very natural. And, um, like I honestly, I want to do it again (laughs) like now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then I started editing, I actually started assembling it as we were filming it just to make sure that I wasn't missing anything. Cause we had a week break between, we did like four days, we had a week break and then we did one day. So during that week break, I assembled as much as I could to see if I needed to pick up anything with Darian. Like if, you know, I didn't get something with her profile, then I can get it to cut back to that's so you know, what's smart. working, what's not in it. Cause I don't want to ADR. I don't like it. I'd prefer to just get everything while we're there. And it's my sister's car that we're using. So it was very easy <laughs> to be able to, to work that out. And I had all the decorations and whatnot. And, um, so it made it a lot easier to kind of assemble as much as I could before we wrapped everything out. So that way, if we needed to pick up something then we could, and then in February we did do a pickup day because I had a technical issue with, uh, one of the scenes.
0: Nice. And that's something to listeners, um, to think about, like, it's two locations, right? It's in the car mm-hmm. and then like her, well, I guess three, cause her apartment and dad's house, I guess. That was in the
2: same location. They were right next oh, to each other.
0: Even better. <laughs> so like, it was great. And like, yes, there is a lot of cast members, but it's because they're doing the improv. It's simple. Like yeah. making it as simple of a process as possible allows you then to like get so much extra footage. You know, you can spend time like doing more takes or trying something else or whatever, because you're not spending time moving to a different location and resetting up all this stuff. And, you know, and that all takes time. Yeah. Oh yeah. It allows you to be the one woman crew and it allows (laughs) you to like work on assembling it in the middle of shooting it. Like that's almost unheard of, but it makes so much sense. And It's so much more um, efficient, you know?
2: Yeah, and get as much B-roll as you can when you're shooting. If you can and you have moments to just get little insert stuff, you may never use it, but there may be a moment you have a camera bump that you can um, cut to something else. There was a couple moments that, because I'm in a car and I don't have a stabilizer, so there's times where my camera was getting shaky and I'm like, okay, let's cut to Santa on the dash. (laughs) Okay, Mm -hmm. let's cut to the Christmas lights and um, some things just to kind of help keep the story moving. but also show off some of the production design.
0: Totally. Very smart.
2: And what camera were you using? Um, I have a Sony a7S Mark II. And then the lens that I was using is actually a Soviet Carl Zeiss lens from 1960s. So it was a vintage lens. It's 50 millimeter. It's my prized possession. I love it so much. Aww. <laughs> and it, it, it was just like a dream filming with it. And then like, as I was looking at the playback of the footage, I was like, oh
0: my gosh. I love yeah, this. It, it just amazing. has that gritty look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was like one of the first things I told Carolina, because I watched the trailer before she did. And I was <laughs> like, dude, like this production quality is amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I
1: was, I was also blown away. So like for all of our DP listeners, I, that's always <laughs> fun to like hear about, you know, that's the stuff we nerd out on. Yeah. <laughs> like, and nice. I'm not a DP. I'm just, it was one of those
2: things was like, I know I could shoot it because
1: it's all natural
2: light yeah um, but i am definitely not a dp <laughs> <laughs>
1: um no cuz it's 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 really impressive what um people can do you don't need to have like the top grade um black magic or right. you know you can literally do things on your phone these days so i mm-hmm. think you know for our listeners who i hope get turned on to go watch your your movie that they they can like see like okay this is what she used this is awesome so I think it's it's always fun to talk about and and hear what you know our yeah it was
2: an easy small setup and it worked out for what I needed you know this isn't something that I would need an Ari or a red or you know car mounts and vfx and stuff it's like this is something that felt more natural to just stay in the car and like get everything that we needed and just let everybody play like it was really a play movie
0: And it feels more intimate too for the audience. Like they feel like they're in the car. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. what's I think key to see. You don't need always like the biggest setup for those small Mm -hmm. spaces. And so it's like, that's something else to think about in the production. Like, do I really need to rent out this big camera or can I like keep it small and tight? And if you're like, Mm -hmm. don't have a huge crew or it's just yourself that you can just- you know, have something smaller, so you're, again, you're not fumbling around, and every time you set up, you need to change a lens. Did you use that lens? Yeah, just the one lens the whole time. You, yep, the just the time. one lens. Mm-hmm. And I think the the continuity of it was, um, you know, that that's mm-hmm. what shows. You know, that's yeah, what and I shot in four K
2: too, so if I wanted to punch in, there was a couple moments where I punched in a little bit, but shooting four K gives you a little bit more leeway on that if you if you need to.
1: Yeah, so listeners, that's something I discovered, like, um, recently throughout filming some projects was that the the real value to 4k or even getting up to 6k, which was always like the battle for me, like, do I really need 6k? And I think the key thing is, no, unless you're trying to like really punch in on something, because then it doesn't mm-hmm. get all pixelated, when you're yeah. doing like, you're trying to zoom into something without having a zoom lens. Um I don't need to like nerd out on that completely but that was <laughs> oh, like Oh please
2: nerd out I love
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, you tell us. You tell us if you like this. <laughs> you like this. But that was what's cool because sometimes you get overwhelmed you're like, do I need this new 6K camera and this lens and all that and you you learn that you don't. Like you just yeah. think about your project and like you know, if you don't, if you're gonna get all those intimate shots up close, no, you don't need a 6K lens with this zoom lens, like, I mean, 6K mm-hmm. camera with zoom lens. Like, you're fine yeah. with 4K or even 1080p, y'all. So, it's yeah, it like... depends on the story you're telling. You know, if you're
2: telling <laughs> this big sci fi thing, yeah, you might wanna get 6K because then your visual effects will be a little bit easier, it'll be a little mm-hmm. sharper. But if you're just telling like a, a nice drama or a relationship story, then. As, if you shoot it in 4k you're going to be rendering out in 1080 anyway so at least with 4k you'll exactly. get a little bit um, more leeway if you need to punch in a little bit
1: totally yes yeah so I love that thanks for for highlighting that because I think yeah. it's, it's important like you know someone who like doesn't is trying to do multiple things on their own and figure that out you know that it's an important decision and sometimes it gets overwhelming with the specs if you're not oh yeah but always ask your friends who are in it or us, fam. We got you. We got you. We'll, or we'll send you it to someone. Hey. <laughs> page over, page, page over, Stephanie. Um, I don't do visual effects. I, I, oh, I know no people girl that do all either. kinds of visual effects. I'm like, nope, I'm not doing that stuff. That's the world I have. It just goes over my head. Yeah, don't, mm. don't, ask, don't ask me that. <laughs> That's why we um, have So to now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And so now we're ready, It's we're we're about to premiere. Talk to us about yes. that and like where you see distribution if you're looking into that. Tell, tell us all about that. That's that's what we want to know.
2: So since it's such a small budget, I'm actually self-distributing it just like I did with Hot Mess. But this is, since it's a Christmas movie, there's a lot more of a niche down there. Like there's people that just, that's all they want to do is watch Christmas movies. And those are the people that I think are really going to enjoy it because it's a different kind of story. So um, right now I'm getting everything together. There's a a film aggregator called Film Hub that I use to help with the the distribution. So I'm getting everything together. I just got all my captions and stuff. So it's being submitted this week to start um, getting to channels, but it won't be released until November 1st. So even if they accept it and and take the deliverables, it won't go live until November 1st. But Vimeo and Amazon um, Video Direct for the UK, Germany, and the US, I can do by myself. So that's um at least where oh. it's gonna be for now. And just so everybody knows, cool. Vimeo actually gives the filmmaker more of a revenue share because Amazon is only fifty percent, where Vimeo is like eighty eight percent. Wow. So if you're gonna, you know, that's buy or rent amazing, a film, do it on Vimeo because you're really actually helping that independent filmmaker who's working, you know, very hard and trying to recoup their funds back.
0: Yeah. That's I had no idea about that. That's really good to know. That's definitely going to affect where I'm watching stuff from now on. So we've, we've talked to our listeners a little bit uh, seasons ago about like distribution and what mm-hmm. aggregators are and stuff like that. But can you just speak very briefly about, you know, so Film Hub is the aggregator. So you give the yes. film to them and then they take it on to, if you want to just speak a little bit about yeah. how that works.
2: Yeah. So Film Hub is, it's free to do it, but you um, submit your film and try to do captions, you know, especially English, uh, Spanish. Those are two big ones. Um, And they take it to all these channels and all these platforms and say, Hey, do you want this? Do you want this? These platforms pick it up and they put it live on their channel. All the money goes funneled to Film Hub and they just take 20% and you get the rest and that's it. That's, they don't, They don't do any kind of marketing cap like traditional distributors do. Um, They don't take any of your funds. If there's like a 2B has a one-time fee of $75, that's the only charge I've ever seen um, on it. But I mean, that's nothing. And, uh, but they just take 20% and you get paid quarterly. So once that quarter's over, you would get paid that
0: following quarter. Nice. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So, For our listeners who, um, so you've mentioned where the film is going to be. Do you have Mm -hmm. an actual release date specifically yet or?
2: uh, Uh, Yeah, I'm going to do November 1st because I figure once spooky season is over, Christmas begins.
0: (laughs) Total sense. (laughs) So I'm excited. Listeners, be on the lookout for that. It is called The Christmas Ride. And then also, if you want to let our listeners know where they can find more of your work and just, you know, follow your journey, all that stuff.
2: Yeah. So I am on all social platforms as Stephanie directs and Stephanie is spelled with an F, not a pH. Um, I'm very active on Twitter. Um, I'm not as active on Instagram, but I'm trying to get better at that. Um, and then I have a Facebook page as well, but the majority of it is all Twitter. Um, so yeah, I mean, if anybody has any questions about self-distribution or just anything in general, I'm always willing to talk. Um, we're like those, like the commercials say, we're all in this together.
0: (laughs) And it's very true too, because I mean, Carolina and I, like, Mm -hmm. we've learned all about this stuff, but we haven't really like what we've made so far has just been like, we're going to put it out there on YouTube and share it with people. Like we haven't done anything the next level yet. So like when it gets to time to do that, theoretically, we know what we're doing, (laughs) but (laughs) having never done it, you know, it really definitely helps to talk to people like you who have done this and all on your own, you know? Mm -hmm. So thank you yeah. And I learned a lot
2: from, hot, from releasing hot mess in a wedding dress to where this time will be much better.
1: <laughs> you, every time it's just like you do your next yeah. movie, your next movie, your next movie. And that's just, that's the name of the game. It's a marathon y'all, not a race. And, it really is. um, and you just get better as you go. And, and, you know, and that's, what's, it's really exciting to see your skills develop and you, you only learn by doing it. And that's what yeah. we always tell everyone, just, do it, educate yourself, but you're only going to learn. You're going to make mistakes. Just Mm -hmm. try to like, try to find ways to avoid making those really big mistakes. And that's just the key. Like, so yeah, giving yourself prep, like that was key in this episode to like, you know, having more success is like that kind of work and Mm -hmm. learning about distribution and stuff, your own goals. So that was, that's, you sound like you know, now you have a really good grasp on how, where you want to, self-distribution, by the way, is like, kudos to you. That's awesome. And like, it's hard. (laughs) It's hard. It is. Because you are
2: your own marketing machine. And the only way that I know how to do these things is that I invest in myself and I don't wait for somebody else to say, oh, here's some money, go make your movie. Instead, it's like, you know what? I can raise, you know, 10,000, 20,000. What can I do with that and make it, and try things out and if it fails I learn something to where the next one's going to be even better and if it does great then great you know maybe I can do another one like that like if this Christmas movie works out then maybe I'm going to want to do another one you never know
1: I, I like Christmas. Say that I love Christmas <laughs> <laughs> I love Christmas too I'm like all ready for the fall season to come and for Christmas Well, I'm, I'm yeah we were watching Hallmark movies last night it's fine. Um, so it's that <laughs> so they're so crazy but um no thank you so much Stephanie for coming on um this thank was you guys really for having me yeah. yeah
0: thank you, you for listeners? reaching out to us too because for you know sure, yeah. I, get messages, I just want to you know say this too like reach out to people, you know, like we might not have found you because, you know, we might not know enough of the same people or whatever. And like, I'm so glad that you did reach out to us and we got to watch your film and we got to talk to you today, you know? (laughs) So listeners, if you want to get in touch with anybody, literally just send them a message because they're going to be just as grateful. (laughs) Chances are, you know? So yeah. And thanks for listening to our show, Paula.
2: I love it. <laughs> i binged them all as soon as you were on Gnome Croll's okay. show. And then I was like, oh, these girls are awesome. And so I went on there and I binged the whole thing like in two days. We'd
0: awesome. <laughs> we love to hear that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Stephanie, for coming on today. And thank you so much, listeners. We hope you guys learned something and got some inspiration. We have a couple more guests this season. And then, you know, I mean, full steam ahead. We don't take breaks between seasons. So get excited, guys. We got some more awesome people coming up. And thank you always. We'll see you next time. French music, French music. Thanks for listening to Femme Regard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in next time for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals over tea.
1: We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you leave us a great comment, we might give you a shout out on the show. For more on us, check us out at Famregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape
2: Network.